0: This is the end of uh, our Ongo, our fall practice period. We've been using the text Gyoji by Dogen Zenji, continuous practice. So let's start off with Gyoji. Guishan, who would later become Zen master Dayuan, went to the steep and rocky Mount Gui immediately after receiving a confirmation of enlightenment from Baizang. He mingled with birds and beasts, assembled a thatch hut, and tempered his practice. While living on acorns and chestnuts, he was not intimidated by storms or snow. That's a paragraph from about seven eighths of the way through the, the text. If I want to give a great talk today, an inspiring talk that moves people, there is only approximately one thing that I can do. It might be, duh. It might be, It might be It's the only thing. If you want to practice at home on the mountains of your own family, if you want to practice wherever you find yourself, the only thing you can do is right here. Bow, get up, say your name stand that's all there is nothing else we can do if we want to have a a rich holiday time it's not about the future it's about What can I do right here? The only place I can do anything. The only thing I can do. And then this moment. And this word. And this syllable. And this motion. And this motion. And this motion. The only thing we can do. So we have a particular vow or intention in our heart win the Nobel Peace Prize to go on to Mount Gui and practice. This is all that can be done. This and this. So we have these two components. We have an intention, a vow, an aspiration in our hearts. And sometimes we spend a lot of time trying to clarify what that is. And then, this moment, this moment, this moment, is the only way. There is no five minutes from now, half an hour from now. There's just now. So this particular part of the fascicle, Zen master Dai Wen Wan, He's practicing in all kinds of difficult conditions. Top of a mountain, birds and beasts living on acorns, thatched hut. Easy, hard, alone in community with family, austere in luxury. To become one with his circumstances, and are we become one with our circumstances? This is all we can do. And this And this. And this word is followed by this word, is followed by this word, is followed by this word, is followed by this word. And we don't know the outcome. All we have is an aspiration in the heart and the action, the movement of this moment. So, all these stories in this practice of Gyoji, all these stories of people who took really difficult situations and turned them into awakening, took really luxurious situations, who took animals and birds and beasts and all kinds of things and turned them all into awakening. It's just this. When we do just this and just this, and just this is always easy. The next word is easy. 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 The complete tripitaka, the complete text, that is a big thing somewhere in the future. So when we're practicing under all conditions, we take the easy step. We take the easy choice. Lifting this hand, moving this foot, opening this mouth. So throughout this whole text of Gyoji, all sorts of challenging situations. And of course, we will have all kinds of challenging situations. You know, there may be economic depression, there may be violence, there may be earthquakes, maybe homeless sickness. And we practice it the easy way. And we turn one breath at a time. Taking the easy way. We turn even difficult situations. And the practice is not so much, I will do this or do that, because in a way that's all in the future. All we have is intention in this moment. But sometimes the practice is simply not doing, not doing, not leaving off into what doesn't exist, not planning and all those plans that never happen, not collapsing into ourselves. Now of course, you know, the, the foundational teachings that we have about being present and being grounded in your own body about you know, kind of being responsible for your own managing your own emotions, knowing your own values, all that is of course right here right now, all that is practiced in this way like we always talk about. But suppose that you're sitting right where you're sitting in the room that you're sitting in like we are here and suppose that without doing anything special we become aware of the room you know it's not hard wall ceiling lights color pattern easy by holding our awareness in this very normal place that is inclusive, that is present. From that vantage point, everything is flowing one moment at a time. One word at a time. When we collapse back into self-concern, When we don't have our mind held, not held, but just with awareness, awareness of the space, awareness of the room, awareness of the sky, awareness when our mind is not held with this natural awareness, and we collapse back into I, me, and my, I, me, and my, I, me, and my, what about me, what about me, what's going to happen to me, you know, my this is gonna happen, there's gonna be an earthquake and then my feet are gonna be sore and I won't have these shoes and, and then I'll have to walk in the snow with no feet and there'll probably be glass in there and I'll leave blood on the snow and it'll get infected and before I know it, I'll have to amputate my feet and I'll be in a wheelchair. We collapse back into our story, often of disaster or of greatness or whatever our story is. But when we are in this moment, holding our attention on what is inclusive and not collapsing, then the next thing just comes forth. Just comes forth. Everything is flowing. These great masters that we're talking about, in a way, some of them are spiritual geniuses, I'm sure some of them were, you know, just as doltish as we are. But whether they were really spiritual geniuses or whether they were dolts to be grounded in the reality of this moment and to do the one thing that can be done in this moment, enabled them to go through all kinds of circumstances and turn them into wisdom. Grishan, without temple or property, he actualized continuous practice for 40 years. There is no 40 years. That's just a story. There's only this moment. And often, you know, the end of the weekend, another weekend, another weekend, where'd it go? Everything disappeared. Here it is, Sunday again. Again, Sunday. And then if you hold your mind still, and you think, well, I'm calling this Sunday, but which Sunday in the universe is it? Which Sunday in my life is it? Which Sunday is this Sunday of 1994? What do I call this Sunday? And this particular moment, without reference to the past and future, becomes the one Sunday. It is Sunday. holding our awareness in with a a large, inclusive mind, which is natural, which is normal, which is easy. The practice is not doing, not collapsing. This is what um, Eckhart Tolle says about that presence. Being is the eternal, ever-present one life beyond the myriad forms of life that are subject to birth and death. So if it's subject to birth and death, it comes in the front door and it goes out the back door, if it is arisen, it will disappear. That's all subject to birth and death. That's all subject to generation and degeneration. But the, the awareness that holds all of that, we all know it. We all can watch a hand go from one side to the other. It begins and has an ending. And we all know that because of the nature of awareness. And in that awareness, we can only do one thing, a simple thing, an easy thing. He continues, however, being is not only beyond, but also deep within every form as its innermost invisible and indestructible essence. In our tradition, we tend to call that emptiness or boundlessness. This means that it's accessible to you you right now as your own deepest self, your true self. Don't seek to grasp it with your mind. Don't try to understand it. You can know it only when the mind is still. That's not true. When you are present, when your attention is fully and intensely in the now. So we want to have a a good holiday season. We have the intention, and we have now. We have the intention. We have now. And then we don't contract into I, me, and my, which has to be defined and defended, which has to be right. And people are talking to us and telling us all the things that they want us to be and want us to do and want us to believe. We don't have to buy any of that. You can hear it receive it. But our core being of this moment is just the core being of this moment, including all the kinds of things that arise, exist, and disappear. Unshakable. One easy moment after the next easy moment. And all of those shoulds and oughts and, and you should do this and you should do that and They should do this and they should do that. And all of that begins to just not seem relevant. And so we are sitting with people willing to allow them to be as they are, temporary. Strong views this direction one day and strong views another direction the next day. and held in the one mind. Not abstract one mind, the mind that's aware of the walls and sky, that mind. And just held in that mind and watching the flow of life. And we make the easy step, the easy word, the easy breath. Dogen says, if you vow to establish a temple, do not be swayed by human concerns. If you vow to establish something, if you vow to do something, if you, vow to, if you have a vow in your heart, a big vow, a limitless vow, a vow that is beyond possible, you have that vow in your heart, Do not be swayed by human concerns. Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, but if only, if should have, should have, did all those things. We have a vow in our heart, a big vow, and we take the next step. We have a vow in our heart, a big vow, and the next step, and the next step, and the next step. It's like building a bridge. We have an idea in our mind, we want to build a bridge, and what's the first thing we can do? We take this step, we pick up this phone, we write this note, we talk to this person. And little by little, causes and conditions may or may not come together. And there may be the resources and the multitudinous factors that are all involved in a bridge, little by little, instant by instant, may aggregate, may come together, coalesce almost by themselves. And sometimes a bridge is built. We can't predict that part. All we can predict is, I have the vow to work harmoniously with the holiday season. I will do The easy thing in this moment, in this moment, not the easy thing in the future, the easy thing in this moment, with this action, with this word, with this movement. And I will continue doing what is in line with my vow, in this moment, and then I'll do my best and see what happens. Something interesting will happen. Dogen calls this to maintain the strict continuous practice of the Buddha Dharma. The continuous practice that we keep talking about is the continuous practice of now. The only time there is. The continuous practice of being intimate, effective, whatever word you want to use, with now, with now. That's the continuous practice. And it may be the continuous practice is done on a mountaintop or maybe the continuous practice is done in a basement and maybe the continuous practice is done you know, on a ship or maybe with our family or maybe here at the monastery. But it's just the continuous practice of now. Taking the easy step. From this large view, it's inclusive. It's inclusive. He continues, um, the whole thing is, if you vow to establish a temple, do not be swayed by human concerns. Maintain the strict continuous practice of Buddha Dharma. Where the practice is continuous, is tempered, when there is no hall, is a place of enlightenment of old Buddhas. The teaching given outdoors under a tree may be heard afar. Such a place can be a sacred domain for a long time. Indeed, the continuous practice of one person will merge with the way-place of all Buddhas. So the only life that we actually know is this life that we are breathing and being breathed. The only mind that we actually know is this awareness, that is intimate and present right here. And then even the knowing of it is not a separate thing. As I often say, we feel the hand in the hand. The hand knows the hand. There's not some, you know, humunculus up there in our brain that knows the hand. The experience is the hand knows the hand. This life knows this life. This awareness knows this awareness. This awareness imagines all kinds of things and people and imagines they're saying and doing all kinds of stuff out there, but we are only intimate. And the tree that this life is sitting under is a very inclusive tree. It's a very big tree. It affects everything. Such a place can be a sacred domain for a long time. Indeed, the continuous practice of one person will merge with the way-place of all the Buddhas. This is the way-place of all the Buddhas. Couldn't be any place else. He continues. Foolish people in this declining age do not be consumed with erecting magnificent temple buildings. Buddha ancestors have never wished for such temple buildings. You You uselessly decorate the halls before you clarify your own I. Rather than making offerings to Buddha, you are turning the house of all Buddhas into a pitfall of fame and gain. Quietly ponder the continuous practice of ancient Guishan. In order to do this, identify yourself with Guishan. To have lots of projects that come from the reactive mind lots of projects that come from fear, lots of projects that come from, I don't want. Not particularly helpful. But to clarify the reality of this moment, to clarify the perfection of this moment, to clarify the inclusive nature of this moment, to clarify, and how do we clarify that? We clarify it by looking carefully, by observing. By dismantling the obstacles to that view, by dismantling the small self centered collapsing. And then, with a clarified eye that is inclusive, we do the best we can do. But Dogan keeps saying, clarify, clarify, clarify the eye first. We always have that experience when people come into the monastery. People come in filled with their own ideas about how the world and they and the monastery should be. And, you know, they jump in. If they're a certain kind of person, they make all sorts of things happen. But to, to stop, to let go, and to say, I don't know. You've been doing this for 20 years. I don't know. I will let go of my opinions and my agenda, and I will just clarify my mind of reactivity, of smallness. Same thing is true if we go back to our families. We got all that conditioning and all that, we have all those opinions and all those views. They are like this and they are like that and they do this and we have these dynamics. And... But to say, okay, let that be. I want to clarify this moment. Bring kindness to this moment. Make the say the easy word in this moment and this word and this word and this word. And then it's interesting what gets built. It's interesting what comes forward. Maybe not at all what we think or how we think or how we think it's gonna look. All we have is an aspiration in the heart, but how it turns out might be very different, but it turns out with integrity because we took this moment, and this moment, and this moment. Dogen continues, the sobbing rain of deep night pierces moss and pierces rock. On a snowy night of winter, when even animals are rarely seen, how could the aromas from people's houses reach you? This kind of search is impossible without the continuous practice of taking your own life lightly and regarding the Dharma as precious. Without cutting grass or moving earth and lumber, Guishan was fully engaged in the tempering practice of the way. Sobbing rain of deep night pierces moss and pierces rock. Sobbing rain, the rain, the water, the movement, the life, the mind that is raining, piercing everything, everywhere, in the snow, in this moment. Dogen, in this particular fascicle, as you know from having heard about it so much, he just keeps saying, clarify your mind. Don't get sidetracked by agendas which are not about loving-kindness, which are about winning and losing. How could the aromas from other people's agendas reach you? when you have your mind clarified with the kindness, with the presence of the only thing we can do right here, right now. Skipping down a little bit here. Due to the transformative power derived from Guisan's ceaseless practice of the way, the winds cease their howling. The world remains intact. The palaces and dwelling places of the celestial community are twang- tranquil, and the homelands of human beings are preserved. Do the tra- to the transformative power of our practice, anchored in the one thing we can do, anchored in our heart's aspiration, anchored in non-obstruction, anchored in inclusivity, War stops. It doesn't mean challenges don't come, of course. But in the one place that we know, the war stops and there is peace. So may each of us take the practice of now. Align it with the practice of possibility. And one word, step, movement at a time. Bring clarity and inclusivity to whatever our circumstances are going to be. And in this way we practice the Dharma, we exemplify the Dharma, and we offer the Dharma. to whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. Yes, that's why I ended early here, is the Chosen wanted to say something. So if you give her the microphone, I'd appreciate it. Okay, she's gonna come up here, so she's on the camera. Mm-hmm.
1: So this morning I was um, thinking, if I gave the talk this morning, what would I talk about? Because sometimes we ask people at the last moment. We have to always be prepared to give a talk at the last moment. And Hogan had um, planned to do a class yesterday or a a workshop on um, peace in the—yeah— uh, stress, how to work with stress in the holiday time. So I was thinking about that. And uh, it's interesting, Hogan gave almost the, almost exactly the talk I, w- I would have given. Uh, sometimes minds align, very different minds align. And you know, I like um, mottos. And um, one thing I think everyone loves is presence. To get presents in the holiday season, whether it's Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or uh, Christmas or whatever celebration we have at this time, often it involves presents.
0: Presents? Present. Presents. Shh,
1: you're giving it away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it involves presents. And everybody loves presents, although I would say as at our stage in life, I'm not sure we like presents, unless they're edible, because we have a lifetime of accumulated treasures which we now have to give away uh, so that we don't leave a lot of uh, stress (laughs) for the people who uh, try to clean up after we die. And uh, it's very interesting because um, we think that the things that we treasure other people will treasure. And that turns out not to be true. So there's a phenomenon right now of um, Goodwill and Salvation Army having to turn donations away because nobody wants their parents' furniture or their grandparents' um, stool or rocking chair. Um, it's a, just a, a different a different way of living and, and being, which is more... Um, light on the path i would say so it often involves um, this is according to the articles that i've read it involves um buying used furniture or um buying at ikea and then when you leave and move you leave it out on the curb and so it's a more temporary and less attached perhaps way of of living which i think is in a way wonderful So, I was thinking, what do, what do you do if you're not going to give presents, or you're only going to give presents that can be used immediately, like mittens for the cold weather or um, something to eat? And I, this is, so this is the realization that I have over and over again, which Hogan just talked about, which is what people really want is presents is for us to be present with them in a loving way. And that is so rare, especially in holiday times when we get very busy with all kinds of plans about, we're going to have this dinner, and oh, you go to the store and they don't have the right ingredients, they've all sold out, and worry, worry, worry. Or ways that we had intended to be with each other are disrupted. So the kind of presence that we had hoped for, whether it was traveling to visit family or giving uh, respite care, one of our beloved teachers is now down, uh, left the monastery and is now down taking care of her very ill mother, who probably doesn't have many uh, weeks left in life. And so all of her plans were disrupted. And... This is a time of, of disruption. Every day when we read the news, whatever plan we have or hope we had seems to be just overturned with the pandemic and the political situation um, and then personal issues in our lives. So it really comes down to the, to me, the essence of Zen practice, as Hogan was saying, it comes down to presence is the best present we can give. So instead of worrying about, I have to find the best present for those I love, to enter continuous practice as a loving presence. Which in our practice means that when you're with people, to be totally with them. And not to have, as someone is speaking, to listen with what we call absorptive listening. Or complete Listening rather than framing in our mind uh, what we're going to say next or an argument uh, against what what they're saying. So, my motto is rather than loving presence, be a loving presence. Thank you.
0: Okay. May your lives go well.